Welcome to Malpractice Podcast. So, uh, are you ready to get started? I am ready. <laughs> Actually, are you are you ready to get ended? <laughs> are you ready to end 2020? I am sure as hell ready to end 2020. <laughs> and I feel like I've been hearing the same thing from everybody, but it has been a year. No. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to punch 2020 in the nuts. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> if 2020 was anything, it would be a nut punch is what it would be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I was thinking about like, it's so weird to me that we've have 10 episodes now. We have a like, full podcast. I remember podcast. when we thought about this and we were like, we should do a podcast. And then we were like, no, like dead ass. We should do a podcast. Dead ass. We really just kind of jumped into it, honestly, before, as you can probably, as our listeners can probably tell, before really knowing what we were doing, we just kind of jumped into it. But now we have 10 episodes. Right. And thank you guys for bearing with us through the audio discoveries and the, Mm -hmm. mostly that was the issue. (laughs) Yeah. And now we have 10 full episodes and almost a thousand downloads. So thank you so much to all of you for our support. Yeah. No, that's crazy to me. Like, it's crazy. This year feels like blink and also feels super long. Yes. You know? It took 20 years, but also felt like it went by in one hour. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird, it is a weird period. Time flies <laughs> when you're having a mental breakdown. Right, right. How have you uh, spent or are you spending the holidays? We're seeing, we're seeing my family for New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited about that because... We've done our we've done our little little quarantine and we got tested and obviously we're negative but we're gonna see my my grandma for the first time I haven't seen my grandma in this whole year because she's ninety three yeah. um, and she's you know a little frail she's a little cute queen well, she's she's a strong ninety three if I'm being honest with myself but she is ninety three and so we've done our little yeah. quarantine and got tested and and we're about to go see her what about you guys. Yeah, we saw, um, I'm at my parents, I'm in my, my old closet, which is bringing back some rough <laughs> memories. I'm just kidding. <laughs> From being in the closet? <laughs> From being in the literal closet. No. Um, we're at my parents right now, and we did see Michelle's, like, immediate family um, mm-hmm. for, like, gifts for her niece and nephew. It's, like, Sweet. priority to see their little faces. But then we'll be New Year's eving it alone. Did you guys do anything different this year? I mean, we didn't see as many people for sure. Um, yeah, same. Like holiday wise, we just were trying to be as careful as possible. Like we, my mom and uh, has her dad here in a nursing home mm-hmm. and he, she goes to see him, like has to get tested and all of this and like to see him. So in order for us to even come here, we had to get tested. <laughs> to yeah. Come. So it's like, we have to be super careful. Obviously, um, so just like being really cautious, not doing yeah. as much, spending time like at homes with yes. people and playing mm-hmm. games, you know, but yeah. staying away from as many people as possible. That's what we've been doing. I mean, we didn't, we haven't been out to eat in, I don't know how long it's been months. Right. And so we're just, you know, staying at home pretty much. Little staying, takeout queens. Takeout queens. Staying optimistic about 
the vaccine though. Yeah. Super jazzed Turn about up. that. Every Turn time I see a friend up. who has gotten it, first of all, I think that friend is a celebrity. Absolutely same. <laughs> I'm like, um, my um aunt's husband. He is mm-hmm. a doctor and he got it. And I was like, um, are we yeah. famous, bitch? Like, what is going on? <laughs> oh, like, okay. Um, Nobody our, told me. Oh, okay. We're rich or what? I don't know. <laughs> or what? <laughs> yeah. So it's like seeing that is cool. Um, yeah. I agree. Do you have any good New Year's resolutions? I mean, I don't know if they're good, but <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try and read a book a month. I oh, I love really, it. I love to read. Like I really mm-hmm. do. And I, I do catch myself fucking TikToking, and I'd be like hours in, like, I know so much about this bitch and I haven't read a book in a million years. So I do want to read a book. It doesn't feel good. I mean, the Hamilton TikTok, I, I will sign up all my hours for. Well, that's not unfair. Cause that feels educational. Right. I'm learning, but I, my mom just gave me a book. Actually, I just opened hmm. it for Christmas Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to start with that book and then what that'll be January. Oh, shit. I knew you were going to ask me that. I didn't know. But my mom said something so cute. She was like, the main character has this like really close relationship with her best friend. And it reminded me of you and Sydney. My God. Make me <laughs> cry, said, please. Little, little, little angel. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll read your book. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. sweet. So that's that's my one I'm really focus on. And then I do mm-hmm. want to eat like vegan. I want to do okay. vegan, um, for at least like four months. So Props. I'm scared. I'm scared. Why, why four months? Um, I just want to set an end date. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I want to try it because I know I'm going to feel better. Give me an egg and a cheese quick. No, I really love cheese, but I need to fucking stop. I don't feel good. <laughs> Our resolution has been where our resolution is going to be eating healthier and cleaner because I think that like when everything feels so chaotic, it's very easy to like make the only thing you can control mm-hmm. food. Yes. And I've, we've definitely been doing that or like I'll reward myself at the end of like a really long day with like food yeah. or alcohol. Yeah. Plus you love and We've been butter. gaining weight and we both feel like shit. Yeah. And so- Oh, girl, I do love me some butter. So I mean, same. I love butter. Our goal is to just like eat a little cleaner. Our plan is to maybe do the whole 30 or something like that. And like chicken and vegetables, basically. And just like exercising a little bit more. I mean, I know that everybody does the same shit where they're like, I'm going to lose weight. But for us, it's really about like, yes, I don't I haven't felt good because I've been treating food like a like a reward for a bad day. And that, that's like not all the days are bad sometimes. So it's like not a good, <laughs> it's not a good way to live. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm like, um, I mean, I, we're having our wedding right. May 1st in theory. I'm in your wedding. Right. So I'm like mm-hmm. down to clown for that, but I don't, I like the idea of just eating really clean. Like I like that. I also yeah. love cookies, so I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to do my best. Cookies have eggs. You're going to be have a hard time. I think for me, it's just about like, I just want to feel good again, like feel better. And yes. I, don't, I don't feel good because we've been eating a lot of like, I just feel sluggish and yeah. like, meh, you know? Yeah. So do you have any family holiday traditions? We don't. <laughs> well, like <laughs> Michelle's family does. She They make tamales okay. and- like oh hell yeah yeah that shit is her grandma makes 
a cream cheese jalapeno tamale for me. I changed my mind. My New Year's resolution is now eating those. (laughs) (laughs) They're really good. I don't care about eating clean. I just want to eat that particular (laughs) tamale. (laughs) And like my dad makes um, German Christmas cookies. Like that is, we didn't do it this year because, you know, we weren't here. But that is something like they, he does. So my family has like a weird German tradition. Uh, My mom's side is like straight up German. Mm. Um, Heard that. (laughs) They hide a pickle in the Christmas tree. Have you ever heard Explain. of this? No, but I'll eat a pickle so fucking fast. I love pickles. You know, my mom it, makes the did best your mom, pickles. I know. I was about to say, is it a pickled by Francis? <laughs> so there's usually like an ornament that is either metal or glass. And it's like a little decorative pickle shaped ornament. Um, and it's like a tradition from the 1890s that started in German or German American families. And the idea, the tradition is basically that during the American civil war, there was this German-born Union soldier who was born in, like, Bavaria, um, and he had been captured by the Confederate soldiers or whatever. And on Christmas, he was, like, basically starving, so he asked one of them for some food. And they gave him—they, like, threw him a pickle to eat. And when he returned to his family, he said, basically, the pickle reminded him of home, and he said it basically, like, saved his life while he was in captivity— And so it kept his spirits up and everything. So every year he started putting a pickle on the Christmas tree. And so now lots of German-American families keep the tradition alive with like putting a pickle on the Christmas tree. I'm going to do that. That's cool. It's really cute. I'm German. What the fuck, family? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what y'all are doing. So whoever finds the pickle in the Christmas tree gets a year of good fortune. Everyone else is screwed. So that sucks. But... (laughs) If you find the pickle, you get a year of good fortune and then you get okay. to hide the pickle next year. I'm into that. I'm literally stealing. I, I will probably not do it until I have kids, but like, that's cool. It's a fun tradition. That's cool. So I actually have a fun little thing to share for the mini-sode if you're Ooh, interested. Yes. Yeah, Mal Pals. We were going to just do a little recap of the year, but then of course, Sydney, the number one scientist in the United States, um, also came up with <laughs> with a cool thing to share. And I'm like very interested. She just told me it was called, what was it called? Um, the Christmas disease. Yeah. So I'm into it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I want to um, know. Number one scientist. This is, this is coming at you live. Well, not live, but from the number one scientist <laughs> in the world. <laughs> You're welcome. As officially titled by Jessica. I did. For today's mini-sode, I'm going to tell you and our listeners about Christmas disease, also known as hemophilia B. It's a blood clotting disorder that causes like very easy bruising and excessive bleeding from even really small wounds. Oh, so I, okay, wait, I think I have heard of this actually. Mm-hmm. Um, like people bleed internally or forever is it internally or externally it's both yeah. like a paper cut okay yeah so they can get anything like a bumper bruise that might cause deep internal bleeding that just kind of goes on forever and ever and it's caused by an inherited mutation in a gene called factor nine and this mutation okay. basically leads them to not be able to produce the protein called factor nine and it's a much less common hemophilia type than type a Although they have very similar symptoms, hemophilia type A is just like a less rare mutation in a gene that encodes a different protein called factor eight. So hemophilia type B 
causes a deficiency in factor nine, and it basically causes people's blood to lose the ability to coagulate and form clots even after a super minor injury. That sucks. Yes. That's a sucky disease. You can like stump your toe or brush your teeth too hard and people can bleed to death. So it's really horrible. This sounds very Grey's Anatomy. It is very Grey's Anatomy for sure. It's like the old school drama. It sounds fake. It sounds like not a real disease because it sucks so hard. Yeah. And it's an X-linked recessive mutation. So it's often inherited by sons from their mothers who are carriers, but females are less likely to experience the symptoms because we have two X chromosomes. But the mother passes on one of those X chromosomes to the son who is XY. And so they only have one X chromosome. And they're much more likely to display symptoms because of that like pattern of Got inheritance. It. And Got so it's, it. it's usually really severe in males, especially, and females are usually carriers. So females usually don't even know that they're a carrier until they have a son who has the disease. Can you get screened for that? You can, yeah. Now you can. And now it's, it's fairly treatable now. That's good. Yes. It was discovered in 1952 and it was named after a five-year-old patient named Stephen Christmas, who was the first <gasps> what ever patient. What a cute patient. name! I know Stephen Christmas. So he was the first ever patient with a confirmed case of this disease. Little cutie Stephen Christmas. Steve Chris. Yeah, the doctors who who discovered the disease also published their findings in a special Christmas edition of the British Medical Journal. How cute! And is so that's that? why it's called Christmas disease. Oh, okay. Um, In 2009, they did an analysis of genetic markers, and this is probably where most people have heard of it from. They did an analysis of genetic markers from several European ruling families and found that the bloodlines of several royal families in Great Britain, Germany, Russia, and Spain likely carried the disease. So it's also (gasps) called the royal disease. Mm. Is it because Um, they all married each other? Uh, yes. So that's where the term, like, (laughs) the term, like, blue blood, like, royalty comes from this, basically. What? And one notable example is the youngest son of Britain's Queen Victoria, whose name Mm. is Prince Leopold. They also recently performed tests on the Russian Romanov royal family's um, remains, and they found that the mother and daughters were all likely carriers of the disease, and the youngest son, Alexei, probably had excessive bleeding issues because he probably had the disease, the Christmas Mm. disease. Um, Which is really interesting because it lines up historically with what we know about the Romanovs. So since her son had this disease and he would have been very weak and constantly at risk of bleeding out, the Russian Tsarina Alexandra sought the medical care of this shady fucking character named Rasputin, okay? Ew. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. The Russian czar, Tsar Nicholas II, mm-hmm. was obsessed with the idea of keeping his family in power. So they kept the couple kept trying for a boy Same. after they had four healthy daughters. Unfortunately, because Christmas <laughs> disease is X-linked, their first and only son, Alexei, was born like a very unhealthy kid. The smallest bump or bruise could become a very serious case of like internal bleeding. He was crying all the time. It was like very hard on them. Mm. And so After that, kind of enter Gregory Rasputin. He was this like poor Russian man who claimed to be kind of an anointed holy man. And and he was like a crazy mystic. Um, And he told the Tsarina that he was the only one who could treat the disease that was killing her only son. 
And the son, keep in mind, is also in line to take the throne. So it's important that he's right. appearing healthy and and vivacious mm-hmm. and or the Russian public starts to know that something is wrong with him, right? Oh shit. And so they're the like people trying to know. Right, trying to keep the son alive. And people said that Gregory Rasputin was like strangely magnetic and seemed to kind of hypnotize the Tsarina. And this was a fact that the Russian people were not pleased with because they saw her as being kind of like puppet mastered by this crazy guy. So he was kind of a megalomaniac. He was super full of himself. And everybody saw him as like the puppet master to this weak-willed monarchy who lived these really extravagant lifestyles in these huge palaces of excess while the average Russian peasant was like starving to death, right? Yeah, but most of the time, right, whenever um, people like claim to be a holy person, they're not. (laughs) And they're often like Mm -hmm. really crazy and also very manipulative because they get all these people to agree with them. Exactly. And this guy was no exception. He was an absolute cuckoo town. The mayor of crazy town. Cuckoo town. It's adjacent (laughs) to crazy town. (laughs) Yeah. So because traditional medicine had been unable to treat her son, the Tsarina was more than happy to welcome uh, Rasputin into her inner personal circle. After the boy was having like a really severe case of internal bleeding, And Rasputin came in once and supposedly stopped his bleeding with prayer. Mm -hmm. And after that, she was basically hooked. He also once predicted Alexei's recovery after other doctors had told the young mother that there's nothing else they can do and that the boy is definitely going to die. And Rasputin writes her a letter that's like, he's going to live, don't worry, and don't let those other doctors like mess with him too much. And so she followed his advice and the boy lived. So she thought he was kind of like, tapped in with God or something because she was like, he knows what's going on. He predicted the future. Okay. But we know, we know from last week with the interview with the ER doctor that oftentimes they don't know why the hell things happen the way they do. (laughs) Exactly. Especially in the 1900s, like early 1900s, he had no idea what was going on, I'm sure. And so the other thing about Rasputin is he was like a complete party animal And he was actually pretty insane. He basically had sex with like whoever he wanted, including like all of these noble women in the royal circle and did it like pretty publicly. Um, And when he did this, he claimed that he was helping like purify the women. There's this story where he like covers his hands in jam, like jelly. And he has all of the royal women like lick his hands clean to like help purify them in public. And so people were really grossed out by this guy because he was being a freak, what right? What the hell? Yes. And the Romanov family, the king and queen, basically, are, like, always defending him because he th- they think that he's healing their son. And so everybody's like, listen, this guy sucks. He's an animal. He slept with my wife. I don't mm-hmm. like him. He pulled out his wiener at dinner. That was another story he did <laughs> often. What? And the Romanov family is like, listen, he's helping our son, so I don't really care what you think. Yes. No. No, friends. Okay. And so as their relationship gets closer with Rasputin, their unpopularity is rising rapidly. Like the Russian people are not down with this Mm -hmm. guy. In addition to the fact that the czar, Tsar Nicholas, is not doing a good job leading the country. So they are very unpopular. And so... 
Eventually, when public opinion of the family was at an all-time low, Rasputin and the entire royal family were murdered at the beginning of the Russian Bolshevik Revolution in 1917. And it wasn't until much later— I mean, there's a fantastic docuseries about this on Netflix about the Romanov family that I would absolutely recommend, and we'll put that in our show notes. But it wasn't until much later that they found the remains of the Romanov family buried out in the country— that they were able to test their DNA to confirm their identity. And also, one of the things that helped with this was proving that the youngest son had Christmas Mm. disease. Christmas. Back to Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Full circle. I love that. Thank you. That's so interesting. Yeah. I feel like we should go more into that Rasputin guy later. (laughs) Yeah, he's a cuckoo crazy town. (sighs) 2020. Um was rough mal pals and Sid on many of us. Um, we just want to acknowledge we've mm-hmm. been very privileged while we know most people have been suffering. Um, we are sending you all every peaceful holiday wish. We're hoping that the resources and support continue to come to ensure that people can like survive and overcome this like traumatic experience that is 2020 and probably most of 2021. So mm-hmm. we, we wanted to, to kind of wrap up the year extend those those thoughts out um to everyone listening and just know like keep us posted if you want to hear more how how we can be of service in this space of education in medicine so yeah we want to we want to do that and then i want to ask us to like think about the number one thing we've learned this year we're doing this sydney what is what have you what mm-hmm. do you think is your big takeaway I feel like my big takeaway so far is the biggest thing that I would say I've learned is how much people don't like to communicate about their like medical history and how little people Mm -hmm. know about the actual, the actual medical history that goes into like all of the drugs that you take, all of the, um, you know, your drugs, your vaccines, your common medical treatments and things like that. I think almost no one knows about what went into making those and the sacrifices of people that um, that went into those things. And so I think that that's a really important part of, you know, participating with modern healthcare mindfully is knowing those stories. Yeah, no, I, that's a good one. I think mine is uh, <laughs> that everything is fucked up. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> I think like, I value history and like the story and how we Mm -hmm. get where we are. And I think for me, the coolest thing I've learned is that people are calling out shit and things are coming to light and like changes happening. Um, And it's going to continue happening, you know, as we continue to call Mm -hmm. things out and to be honest and up front have that communication that you just mentioned. That's like a public service when we bring those things up um, and we have those discussions. So yeah. Yeah, that's mine. Yeah. What was your favorite episode that we've done so far? I really like Starvation Heights. I love Starvation <laughs> Heights. Because I was... If you haven't listened to it, go listen. I was shook the whole time researching. Like, that was a fucking... That one is wild. crazy. And I also like mummies. I do like the mummy episode. Um, I liked... The one that I liked researching the most about was the opioid epidemic. Yes. Um, people because people there messaged so us about things. that one. Yeah, there were so many things that I didn't know about that. Like, I didn't know the fact, and if you want more of this, go listen to our episode um, about the opioid epidemic. I think it was number seven. 
Um, I didn't know that like as recently as like 2004, they were still recommending heroin in epidurals for mothers giving birth. Like that is crazy Mm -hmm. to me. No, that was a, that was an episode that left me thinking like for sure. For sure. And also mad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. What is one of the things that you learned that you, um, through this process that you want to know more about? Um, I definitely the gene, the CRISPR episode, I was like, what Mm -hmm. the fuck the whole time. And I think gene editing and gene science is like the wave of the future. Research labs are working on these incorporating that CRISPR into their new therapies. And I'm just like, that is so cool. I I can't wait to see Mm -hmm. what comes up next with that, because I think it's going to change change everything for a lot of different people suffering in different ways. Yeah, I actually completely and totally agree about the CRISPR ones. After we talked about the CRISPR episode, there's actually a woman in the United States um, that was treated last year with CRISPR for her sickle cell anemia. Yes. She's a Mississippi woman named Victoria Gray. She's a 34-year-old wife and mother from uh, Mississippi, and she is the first person in the United States to participate in a trial for CRISPR gene editing for her what was debilitating sickle cell anemia. Um, And a year later, she is doing fantastic and reports like her symptoms have almost fully cleared. So I completely and totally agree that like CRISPR is the way of the future and it is really, really cool. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Also the fertility fraud. I want to see everyone who has ever committed fertility fraud get their comeuppance. Comeuppance. Here we are. 90-year-old ladies. Every single one of them. We just want to thank everyone for their support and for listening so far. We are actually really enjoying learning through this process with you. It started at like as a whim, but with the best of intentions to share our knowledge and to share experiences of others for the betterment of, you know, society, please continue sending us your recommendations. We do take those to heart and we discuss each and every message that we receive and each individual conversation we have with people about episode recommendations. We're like, oh my God, what about this? What about this? We do actually um, really pay attention to that. And we incorporate those requests into episodes and our to-do lists. So we appreciate it. We really do. And as our support is growing and as we're getting more and more um, DMs and, and Gmail requests and things like that, it is getting super exciting for us. But thank you for your patience as we like <laughs> do incorporate those into our to-do list. Because right now I have like four episodes on the back burner yeah. that are like listener recommendations. And I swear we're getting to them. Yeah. And we might just do more on our social media to make sure that we are like reaching out about those topics too. But we hope that you had a, a peaceful, restful holiday time yeah. that is safe and um provided some kind of cleanse that you needed whether spiritually Mm -hmm. emotionally mentally (laughs) physically whatever you needed Uh, and we're going to continue on if you haven't already follow us on our social media we have twitter instagram facebook all are at malpractice podcast if you have recommendations dm us on any of those social media platforms and you can also send us an email at malpracticepodcast at gmail.com 
Yeah, thanks, you guys. Thanks for listening, and happy holidays. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Do-do, do-do-do, do-do, do-do-do. <laughs> <laughs>